0: Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolick and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today hey everyone welcome back to the enlighten up podcast i'm really happy to have you back here with me um i just want to be uh let you guys know i've got a little bit of a shady internet connection today so hopefully we're going to be okay um we have snow in colorado today believe it or not the the weather is about as polarized as everyone else is these days um but today i'm really excited to bring on ann butters who is a fully cleared psychic, medical, and non-medical uh, medium intuitive. After a kundalini awakening in 2012 brought forth a remembrance of channeling light language, she became trained and certified in the art of yoga, reiki, pranic, and quantum energy manipulation for the purpose of healing. And as a synthesis, she can hear, touch, taste, feel, and think in color sound and frequency reaching into other realms for the Akashic records to allow information to be remembered and welcome to the show so happy to have you here
1: thanks for having me Nicole I'm super excited to be here
0: yeah it's so great to have you here um it's uh It's been a little bit of a, you and I, we've just been here sitting like going, we're just trying to get this show off the, off the, um, off the ground, (laughs) so to speak. Um, and I'm having a little bit of trouble right now, bringing up the chat for some reason. So let me, um, let me just close it and bring it back up really quickly so that we can get everyone who's in the audience right now, um, here with us. And, um, you know, while we're while we're getting that coming up, and could you just tell the audience um a little bit about yourself and how you got into everything you're doing right now, which is working with a lot of frequencies and energy and and sound therapy?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm excited to share. And um, sometimes what happens, dramas, traumas, accidents, and shocks is what sort of catapults a lot of people into sort of that wonderment state of what do I do to heal myself um, and to become very sovereign. And that, as you explained in the opening, um, that happened with me. I had a kundalini remembrance or reawakening of all the gifts that I had when I was a little girl and sort of hit pause, used them to a certain degree. And then when I had the full remembrance, I mean, it was a full on kundalini, like brought me to my knees, shaking you know, everything life as I knew it shifted. And then I used that information to gather the data, to do the inquiry inside of myself, to be able to use the different gifts that came as a result of that. I mean, just different things, the clairvoyances, all the clairs came flooding back in and integrating that into life and helping other people heal. Um, the main uh, experience was, the seizure that I had though, and that's what led me into the electro herbal um, aspects.
0: And what exactly is electro herbal?
1: Well, um, that's just a term. I found it to be a very sexy term. So I kind of coined that, but um, it's, it's electric medicine. So when you really look back and you think about what, what we really are, we're just chemicals. We're just chemicals that are bound in a different, in a different variation. And so I work on the electrical uh, precursor body. So that's where the intelligence exists. And so electric currents, biorhythm, biofeedback, there's a lot of different variable devices that help work the capillary system, for example. Um, And so I use a lot of these electro herbs that I don't need them. We, We don't need anything to heal. That's really important to know. These are just little cheats and helpers along the way that helps us instead of having light at the end of our life and we have that life review, maybe we can kind of clean up our little karma issues along the way. We have that expressed through our body as we neutralize those charges and the electro herbs come in and it offers us a different form of nourishment to help synthesize and help us heal basically.
0: That's very interesting. And we're going to get more into that later because you've got some interesting technology that you're using. Um, And, you know, there's there's so many great things to your story. We were talking early, like all over the weekend. And you have had a very uh, interesting journey of healing and rising above where a lot of people may get trapped staying in the victim mode. And, um, you know, you you're psychic abilities are really incredible. Uh, You were reading into me the other day and you were spot on about everything. And just so the audience knows, we are going to take some questions later in the show from you guys in the chat there on Facebook and YouTube. So um, get ready. Uh, We will be taking questions. Just don't put them in there just yet because I'm going to give you a couple of uh, pointers on what to do when uh, we're ready. But, you know, you... You grew up within the Catholic Church and you experienced um, sexual trauma as a child. Yes. Um, Could you share with the audience a little bit about that? Because that's something I've been opening up to my audience about over the last year or so. And I found it very helpful for people to hear that. Well, one, we do need to bring light to the fact that this darkness does exist on our planet. Um, and But also, it's important to show the how to heal and what's possible when you do heal.
1: Right. Absolutely. Well, it's true. Um, I'm adopted, and uh, when I was first born, I went right into Catholic uh, services. So I wasn't in an orphanage, uh, and in this Catholic services is where a lot of testing is done on children that are in the foster system. It's a foster system child. Um, the girls traditionally would have the um, scare so that the adrenaline would rush and they would break bones. Um, there would be sexual abuse. It would be lodged in subconscious, obviously. This is stuff that comes out traditionally when something triggers it, and it can be something so minuscule. It could seriously be just like the wind blows a certain thing and you just get that downloaded information. But back to it, um, I was in the Catholic ser- services. Um, and I was, um, mine was the breakage of the wrist. So most of us that have had adrenaline rush, have the bone that protrudes from the wrist. Um, traditionally the boys are, um, implanted as MK ultra. And, um, that's a whole other separate, um, conversation to have. Um, and then we are adopted out to selected families. And so, um, My dad had also gone through an orphanage. He was in an orphanage and had to buy his children, or rather his brothers and sisters out. So it was really important for him, I guess, to adopt versus to have a biological child. And then through that system, um, the Catholic services also encouraged adoptive parents to be more involved in Catholic communities. So my parents joined, another Catholic uh, group called the Knights of Columbus. And it's very similar to like a Moose Lodge or a Lions or an Elks or something like that, but it's really just a drinking club for Catholic people. And the men would take the children and the mothers would maybe go do their housewife stuff or go shopping or maybe just take a breath from being a mom for a minute. And the dads were responsible for us, but traditionally we were in large groups of children setting. The men would drink the $0.25, the $0.50, you know, name brand, call brand, whatever. And then the next thing you know is the ones that were more vulnerable, perhaps they had already been through the system a little bit more compliant because um, mind control is taking place at that level as well for us. So we're just taught to be very still and submissive. And so um, it was um, many years of abuse at the hands of some of the Knights of the Knights of Columbus. And, um, and and it and it took a lot of healing and a lot of not so much in the therapeutic realm, but in the in the understanding my electrical body and how to plug myself back in, so that I could find that natural flow and natural state of alignment. So I was already doing this practice without even realizing what I was even naturally doing.
0: That's incredible. So how long were you going to this club? Like what year, what age were you when you were like, what was the age range?
1: Um, Well, my parents were members of the club before we were born and continued to grow that um, membership. Um, We became more like we would go daily or, you know, every other day. Um, But years, I mean, we didn't stop going until I was a teenager. Yeah, but the abuse would only be for the younger children. Um, you kind of age out,
0: apparently. Okay. Um, we're just getting a little bit of an unstable internet connection here. <laughs> well, hopefully it's all going to like stay with us here. I don't know. We'll hope. I know. You've got the snowstorm
1: and we have the thunderstorm.
0: <laughs> I know. Talk about, talk about energy frequencies. So when... Okay, so how how did your. You have a very interesting way of interacting with information. So you were telling me before at, you know, when you're reading things, most people read, you know, from left to right. Um, You, however, didn't read because you had some head injuries and you actually read frequencies and energies. Can you talk a little bit about that to the audience?
1: I can. Yes, I did have head injury. I had a sailboat boom hit me in the back left quadrant of my head. I've also had multiple times in that same spot that it's been injured. And so the first time I just spoke gibberish or what people thought was gibberish. But in reality, it was the fluidity of the fluid of light or light language. Um, And uh, do we still have a connection, Nicole? Yep. Okay, so thank you. Um, and then after that, um, I would listen to my piano teacher play a song, and I would sit down and play it. So I was following, using my, my clairs without necessarily realizing it. So I was using a clear audience to hear that pinpoint precision of sound and the proper harmony. And then I'd close my eyes when I would play, and I would follow some kind of an orb of light it was just a symphony of colors and it was explaining the tapestry of how the the sound was intricately woven and how it was expressed through my fingers now mind you i'm no mozart and um and yet uh, i still use this in healing i still use that same movement when i'm either on body or off body um kind of using that sweeping motion or that playing motion, whether it's piano or whether it's through drumming or some kind of, of of an active motion to access um the information. That's all it is. It's just access of information. That's the key.
0: So would you say in some way like that these head injuries were an activation of your gifts?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's not the easiest, um, way to, to, to have a delivery of a gift. I mean, it'd be a lot easier if we could call it up and order something off, you know, right. And have, I'd like to order my Claire's from Amazon, but that doesn't, (laughs) that's not going to ever happen. So, you know, what I did is I, 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 started kind of understanding it because I did see someone who was already, um, a shamanic practitioner, who was trained by Quakers. So he recognized in me my synesthesia and how to apply it to heal myself so that I could heal others. Um, And so, you know, I've just sort of used the the fluid motion, the colors, the frequencies, um, the symbols, the light language, or or in religious folks, that's called glossalia for some, right? Because that's to be the language of the, the sound of the earth and yet we all have that deep within us and I just could hear it I could use my clairs to hear it so yes each clear is an absolute gift um it also brings up the dramas the traumas the accidents and the shocks like I said it's yeah like okay deep, let's right?
0: let's talk about that because that's important yeah. for people to understand yeah. when it comes to healing and everyone goes through it so let's take people through that because that's that I like that you when you brought that up
1: we're talking about the dramas and and how I can relate all of to that.
0: It. yeah the, okay, what so did you call it the DT
1: I call it the DTs, the DTAs, the dramas, the traumas, the accidents, and the shocks. So we okay. all have them. those are the obstacles of the life in yoga. I think we call those the uh, sanskaras. those are the scars, the hurdles, the pings, the dings, the aches, the pains, the oozes, the ahs, the oys and the they's. That's what they all are. They suck unless you can see, hear, touch, taste, and feel for the essence of the delivery of the message. And by that, you're accessing some of your players. You're asking for your I am presence, your I am embodiment, your I am ability to hear the broadcast through spirit or from infinite intelligence. So that's a deep connection, being able to really fully um, embody that being fully cleared. there is access to everything at all time no matter what no matter what
0: that's incredible and i love that because the the one thing that's been made very clear to me through my own personal journey this is my own experience is that the more i go into my healing of past traumas and dramas and and um, accidents Oh, all of that is yeah. that my intuition gets stronger and stronger and certain gifts start to become either stronger or they turn on, they come online. Oh, and yeah. um, the be- the greatest activations I have found have been the work with my inner child. So working with the, the, with those traumas that happened at a younger age. And it's important to say, cause a lot of people don't understand this is that, you know, when you're an adult, you look back and you look back on those incidences, you think, well, it was just a small, you know, whatever it was, a small thing that happened. It shouldn't have been that big of a deal. But we forget That as a little soul in this world who doesn't yet have any conscious awareness because your consciousness doesn't start to form until after seven years old. So you've only got a subconscious, which means you're absorbing everything from outside of you to learn and understand things. And so when you don't understand how to interact with the world yet, or you don't have a conscious mind helping you understand things, everything is larger and more dramatic and traumatic than you think it would be as an adult and so it imprints into your subconscious at such a young age which then starts to play itself out throughout your life in the background without you even knowing affecting your choices affecting your thoughts your beliefs everything
1: yeah it it really and 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 hormones is our first place of consciousness in our body. And so obviously um, there's going to be hormones that's long before seven years old. So there's going to be so much information and so much intelligence that's coming forward um, uh, across um, across the young age all the way up to, to, to the right now moment that that, that charge if it if you haven't or if i haven't successfully access again that precursor information which means the information before it made the imprint so that's what we access we're go we're traveling sort of it's a, um it's <clears throat> It's kind of like retrocognition in the now moment so that you're kind of traversing the now moment to get the information to maybe traverse to the future moment so that you're understanding how your um, energy body can be sort of, um, I don't know, uh, more aligned in, in, in the reality. You know? Okay.
0: Okay. So let's talk about then how you were able to heal from your sexual trauma. What was your trigger? Or did you know you were sexually abused and abused like your whole Um, life?
1: uh, I knew that there were some oddities, okay, about some of my um, desires. And I learned that sometimes we have desires that reflect maybe what we have labeled to be the contrasts. I'm not afraid of the dark because it's in the dark is that's the opportunity to highlight the contrast. So I kind of go in like I have in a minor's hat, right? Mm -hmm. And I deep, I dive deep into my contrast and I'm like, well, if I like X this way, then that's a learned behavior. That's comfortable to me. It feels familiar. And yet I'm realizing it, maybe it's a little bit different and that's what started to so, so, Uh, kind of bring it to light that maybe there was something that had occurred for me. It had been shoved down so fast and so deep that when something else happened in a more now moment flavor of reality, which was maybe like my forties, you know, you go through a divorce um, and like you've gone through breakups and I've gone through breakups, but it was a a sexual um, situation that occurred that it, it cut off my electricity. Um, I had a binder clip placed on a private part of my body and it severed my electrical system completely. I had an immediate nervous system shutdown. And so because of that nervous shutdown, it's similar to an out-of-body experience, a near-death experience, a death experience, because it was a death experience. It was a death experience of my electrical system. So I learned through being cut off and then having ultimate seizure after seizure, after seizure. I would wake up from it and not even like wash my hair or brush my teeth. And I would just go, I got some information I need to go look up. So it just, I just didn't find myself collapsing in it. I just found myself every single time I would have an experience, I would just dive deep and say, you know, show me the way. I know that I'm absent of malice. I know I'm in 51% or greater service. So I knew that I was entitled to divine and perfect health. so i just started making those little baby steps just like a baby first they lift their head then they might roll over then they might crawl then they might kind of walk it's the same thing in spiritual maturity and, and 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 also understanding you know my great level is to be able to access my past lives to know where why i might have those occurrences in this life And to be able to ask, manifest, and anchor in completion of karma. Because there's just some people, I don't really need to have anything else to do with them. I'm done. Circle is done. And so I'm grateful for that experience. So I thank it for the lessons. I thank it for the darkness. I thank it for the experiences. I really wouldn't be sitting here talking to you or know my friend Joyce or anybody else that really matters to me, people wouldn't have mattered to me to the extent that they do now because I truly am aligned and I truly am fully plugged in. I work on the naughty system, the N-A-D-I. So that way it brings that naughty part of that darkness that I had perceived to be darkness, it brings it to the light. And that's the precursor system. That's what our naughties actually are. So it's not so naughty being naughty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Uh, And and I think, you know, what you were talking about, just being able to talk about your experiences of abuse and not have that emotional charge anymore because you've done the healing allows you to speak about it and not get traumatized again, like taking you back, which I think it's important for people to understand when they are starting to heal and go into those wounds, because I'll be honest, guys, I feel like sexual abuse is way more prevalent than any of us understand. Like, I think seven out of 10 of us have been sexually abused. It's, it's a high number. And I didn't even know I was until the memory, the emotion started to resurface last year. So for my entire life, well, I mean, from the age of five until now, I had no recollection. And I, you know, we talked about and I've talked about it on my channel, what my kind of initiator activator was that was starting to bring it all the memories back to the surface. What was it for you that activated it?
1: Well, obviously, it was the a, a binder clip that put me into the tailspin. But it was honestly, um, I looked in the mirror and I decided that no more. I wasn't going to be fake in any way. The mask was coming off Um, the picture that you used. Thank you for that beautiful picture. That is one of the first pictures that I ever allowed myself without any makeup on. I didn't, I don't even think I brushed my teeth in that picture to (laughs) tell you the truth. I mean, I was just raw because here's what I, here's what I really find to be powerful. And that is I don't care where anybody's from. I don't care what sex you are. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I I don't care what your accent is. I don't care what your socioeconomic structure. We all have a right to be free. We have that right. It is an an inalienable right. And I had a sense at one point that I wasn't free many times in my life. And I didn't feel safe. And so I learned to take safety back into my own hands and realize that I am safe. And I started you know, decreasing and get rid of those stories and neutralizing those stories. And then having the experience, I'm not defined by what's happened to me. I'm created as a result of what's happened to me. I'm empowered as a result of what's happened to me. I have collaborated with some of the greatest men and women in the last 10 years that I never would have had that exposure to, had I not agreed to have that contract to have these experiences in this incarnation with full gratitude. (laughs) Wouldn't have happened.
0: Yeah. And so, and and I completely agree. Once you kind of have some sort of Um, awareness and you start to go through the healing, you understand the deeper meaning behind the experience and what it was preparing you for and setting, getting you ready for later down the road when it was time. You you told me that you feel like your Claire's, which are like your Claire audience, your Claire, um, um, Claire, uh, why, why am I just like going Claire, Claire, Claire audience Claire anyways all the Claire's all, all those Claire's my mind is just a little bit fried right now um that that you feel like you wouldn't have had access to those gifts had you not been abused
1: wouldn't have happened wouldn't have happened if I hadn't allowed something to happen in this lifetime that took me into the learning state I, I needed to learn apparently and boy did i i mean my teacher always said that the greatest healers traditionally have the most trauma and so i thought about it one time and i thought what's he trying to tell me but i sat with it and i meditated on it and i thought oh that's what he's telling me Mm. he's telling me that's what his experience is and he made it and he's able to love unconditionally and show up day after day after day just anchored in complete utter love. And he showed me that's the way. We're not gonna get there through fear. We're
0: mm-hmm. not gonna get
1: there through hate. And we're certainly not going to get there through silence. We're not gonna get there through that. None of that's gonna take us. We got to go in. Sometimes it is in stillness, but the clairs are there. I mean most people don't even know that they have clairs. They don't even know what they are. I mean most people can't even say it. Claire eloquence, for example, is just sort of that ability to Weave the tapestry of words together to make sense. Most writers, most songwriters, book writers, journalers, bloggers, they have a little bit of it. The first one is traditionally through scent. So most of us can envision what it might smell like to smell an orange without it actually being there. You know, And if you need to bring something to bring those to fruition, then you train it that way.
0: Yeah, there is someone in the audience, Nick, um, in the audience here, he was saying uh, it was so weird. He was in the shower and he could smell what his dad brought home for dinner an hour later. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's
1: perfect. So So that's Claire's scent. There's a lot of ways to say that. Um
0: Oh, Sorry, I think our connection dropped for a second there. Um, what were you saying before about the Claire scent? Can you hear me?
1: So uh, scent is um, to be able to smell fragrance or an odor, but Clairsentience is also to, yes, it's also to smell color and to smell sound and to smell frequency. That's what happens. You can actually expand your clairs once you understand that you actually already embody them.
0: Okay, so let's talk about this because it's so important. I keep telling people, please go into your healing, (laughs) like take the deepest dive that you are able to take at this moment in this present time. And, you know, it doesn't mean you go right to the end. You just go layer by layer, one at a time, but just keep progressing because it's through any kind of trauma or drama <laughs> or accident um, that, or shock that is there going go. <laughs> to, that is going, I know I've got him down, right? Um, that is going to really help turn on your abilities. Why? Because we've talked about this before on the show the reason why we are in a program in this world of trauma is to shut down those gifts is to shut down our abilities to communicate with so many greater um aspects and energies that most people don't even realize are available to them so what was what do you find is the most powerful um way to start diving deep into your healing to activate or to activate your gifts, or is there a specific, anything specific that you know works really well to activate these gifts?
1: Well, first of all, the first clear is the scent. So, you know, Nick already has his first clear. That's the very first one because it's just like our physical nose. It, it doesn't require anything else for it to be. So when we smell physical nose, it comes right in and we have the smell. Same thing for clairsentience. So you start with that one and you practice it. You take, like I said, you take a piece of fruit and you smell it and you kind of get the essence of it. And then you start to visualize the color of it. And then maybe you start to visualize the taste of it. And then you might visualize when you peel the orange, that spray, you might hear it. So now you're starting to just use one little simple analogy or a metaphor, if you will, and you're starting to s- start to develop and awaken some of the the um, the gifts that you have.
0: What was your first one that you really um, resonated with that became super powerful for you?
1: Um, gosh, that's a good one. Um, Claire, audience was really powerful me- for me. Clear audience is the ability to to see, or excuse me, to hear. So um, in clear audience, because I was a seizure experiencer, um, I could hear my inner voice telling me, oh, you're about to have a seizure, and it would go into real slow motion. And then I would have a whole, almost like a conversation with myself. You know, it, it sounded like I was underwater. Are you okay? Do you need to get on your knees? And so this clear audience came through and then through the clear audience is when the broadcasts started coming. So after that really horrific, we talked about the other day, grand mal seizure that I had back in 12, um, I woke up and I had the full physics download, quantum physics, physics. I still count on my fingers, by the way, I cannot do simple math. I cannot do it. And there are still times that I struggle reading left to right. So I use tools for that, but I cannot do simple math. I have to go, what is four plus eight? That's a finger counter, but I can talk about physics all day long with anyone. And that is isn't because I read it. Um, so that, that was a pretty powerful thing, but you know, again, I had a head injury when I was little. So when I was little, I used to read lips to be able to understand what the teachers were teaching in school. Um, I would just hold the book and I would have the vibrational data. I would have the information because the intent to write the book, to have the belief, to get the paper, the pen to go and sit or type it or however it's done, the information is already in the quantum field. So I would access the quantum field to learn, pass everything that I needed to pass and never actually open a book or do one homework assignment. So, I mean, I Mm use these gifts probably somewhat to my detriment until I figured out how to use it to my, you know, betterment and how to help other people with it.
0: And I think that's part of it is that once it starts to turn on, it doesn't mean that you fully know exactly what to do, how to use it, it's at its full power. You know, that people, I think, have this misconception of of how it all works. It's like anything, you've got to work it, you've got to use it, you've got to trust it, you've got to do all these things in order to help it grow, nurture it. And um, so, before we um, get into some questions um, to the audience, for sure. Oh shoot! I think we have um, some internet connection <laughs> problems here. Hold, stand by, everyone. Just stand by for one second. One it's, second here.
1: It's okay. We were just discussing this earlier.
0: Yeah. Okay. There. I think I've got you back. You you kind of chopped out there for a second. Um, but before we um, get into the questions, uh, let's let's talk about the importance of energy clearing? Because <laughs> I know you are a strong, you, you, you just oh. believe in energy clearing so much.
1: Well, I believe in energy. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily subscribe to a lot of the other things that other people do. Um, I do think that there's a lot of different ways to express energy. It might be through somatic dance or ecstatic dance or Nia dance or Nia yoga, or yoga or Qigong. There's a lot of ways to do it. Um, I'm a big believer in doing something, something that works for you. That doesn't make one person right if they think Qigong is the is the leader and, you know, Tai Chi is, is – we don't make anything right – or wrong, or black, or white, or good, or bad, that doesn't exist. If it feels like it's going to resonate with you, then that's the right step. Those are the baby steps. You have to learn to listen to your psycho spiritual discernment more so than your egoic one. And that's the trick. So it's really sometimes we have to do what we don't necessarily want to do, so that we can get through to do what we want to do. And so sometimes what seems like you're taking step backwards really are steps forward. Um, so I'm a big believer in in some kind of action, but I'm also a huge believer in stillness. You're not going to get broadcast messages if you're active. It's not going to come if you're trying to work on activating your clear audience and get messages. They okay, will not come in the movement. They only come through the stillness. So these are the reasons that I encourage movement, or encourage some form of, you know, even if all you can do, because some people do have physical limitations, I know, because I was bed bound for 10 months. And all if all you can do is move your eyes up and down, that's a meditation. And so, you know, I I just really want to impress upon the fact that we don't have to have the perfect little yoga studio in our backyard. We don't have to have the beach right next door. We don't need anything. All you need is an imagination and start to activate that right side brain. That's what a Mm -hmm. Kundalini awakening does. It stops this left side brain not stops it. What it does is it sends energy that says, let's bridge the information and let's go back and let's use those gifts that everybody is born with. And they were indoctrinated to forget in their 12 step program called first through 12th grade. And so now we've indoctrinated, we've learned, and now we're de-learning and learning how to use what we innately had. And so they're all there. They're just dormant. We all have them. We always have access. They're always there. And you don't really have to do anything. All you have to do is align to it. That's where the uh, movement and action comes in. Because if we're eating wrong, Mm -hmm. if we're drinking wrong, if we're smoking wrong, if we're popping, you know, there's a time space reality for um, Western medicine. I will never say that there isn't. Um, There is. And then there's a time space reality for movement and Eastern way of life and the electrical system. I mean, I really, you know, to me, uh, someone that has a really healthy aura field is far more important than what kind of car somebody drives. So those are some little tips.
0: (laughs) All right, that's awesome. That's great. That's great advice and I completely agree. And I think you've got to be able to, you, and you can still have stillness in movement. Uh, so people know that because like, it's, it's, it's a state of mind and it's a frequency that you utilize. So I just want to share with the audience, um, what you and I talked about. We, I had a little, um, interesting thing happen to me over the weekend and I kind of want to share with the audience, like what you were able to see as a result, the information that you gave. And, um, before I do, I'm going to let you guys in the chat start to, um, ask your questions. Uh, what kind of questions are you willing to take, Anne?
1: Oh, uh, there are no boundaries. No. Okay. Way. Whatever right. anybody wants to ask, I'm completely open. I mean, you know, I can't see them, so I can't read their physical body, but I can certainly read their energy body, given the permission.
0: Okay. So, um, just if you're if you're gonna put in a question into the chat, just pre please type in caps question and then have your question follow it and know that if you're doing that, you're giving an permission to read your energy body. Okay? So while um, you guys get your questions in, I'll just get you, I'll just kind of share with you guys what happened. Now, for those of you who saw my most recent video that I posted from the mountains this past weekend, I had very interesting and intense energy experience <laughs> while I was trying to go to sleep Saturday night. And I had the window open and I could hear the sounds of the river rushing by and um, it was quite loud. and. I, I talked about how I just all of a sudden started getting all the swirly energy in my head and I felt like I was going in and out of like, you know, those 70s spirals. (laughs) Um, They would, it was almost like I could see myself going in and out of the 70s spiral. Like that, that's what it felt like. And then I felt all the sacral and root chakra activation and releasing actually more of a releasing clearing. And I didn't understand what was happening to me. And of course when I asked, I guess I asked, not realizing that I was asking someone um, out there what was happening to me, I got the message that the sound frequencies were working with my energy field from the water. So later um, that morning, the next morning when I woke up, I got a download that there was a shaman spirit uh, working with me. um, And I think my girlfriend as well, because she had some experiences and while she was sleeping, And later that night, while I was in bed again, I got a vision in my third eye, which I didn't tell you guys, of an apparition of a shaman standing in the water while this was all happening. So Anne Anne told me some very interesting information about what she got from that. Um, Anne, do you want to share with the audience what you received?
1: Well, I did remember that I asked you if you could uh, recall what direction the sound was coming from and if I'm not mistaken I believe it came in through your right ear and out your left ear is that correct okay and so I also recall that I asked you what direction the energy was flowing so there's a whole lot of meanings to this so these are also really important aspects that you can ask yourself Um, and I remember telling you that you were in a clearing stage because it was counterclockwise and it was giving you natural binaural beats in the harmony of nature.
0: Yes, yes. that I was able to tune into the water's natural binaural beats and because I was so open and willing to interact with the energies, which I didn't realize I was, but probably just from all of the work I've been doing, I've been aligning myself more, uh, that that was able to happen. And then you also... Um,
1: the liquid you, body was also. Remember, we're not separate. Yeah. Right. So, you, just because you couldn't see the difference between where you were laying down and listening and where the water was, just because you can't see that space does not mean that there's not antimatter in that space. And mm-hmm. so, your liquid body was connecting with the liquid of that body, and that was um, that was basically. Um, that became the dominant energy. So it came in and basically hijacked your liquid body. And then instead of your body going like this, your body was, you know, kind of in a, a little bit better of a flow.
0: <laughs> yeah, know?
1: there's my right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because when I told you that I had a vision of a shaman in the water, I didn't tell you it looked like an apparition, but you said that you're starting to see apparitions now. And that, when you said that, I was like, wow, how did she know it was an apparition?
1: Right.
0: Which was really Third cool. It's
1: getting very powerful.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's, that is- Oh, I'm losing you for, I'm losing you there. Um, okay. So Uh-oh. <laughs> let's, let's just let the audience know what you're and um, we'll kind of buffer the, the words a little bit. But Anne gave me very interesting spiritual advice here. And oh, my gosh, my dog just came into the room. <laughs> but we go on out. One second here. Go on it's out.
1: It's okay. We need that energy. <laughs> <Tonight> energy. <laughs> yeah,
0: is so cute. He actually like probably tuned into the energy. So... um you, so you were talking about how also my Claire audience was turning on a lot stronger and that's why it was coming in through the sound frequencies and all of that. And you told, you gave me some really interesting spiritual advice. And I'll just say that so we're
1: going to clean up the words. Yeah, we'll
0: clean up the words a little bit. <laughs> Let the audience know what you told me I needed well, to do.
1: right Okay. So. The left hand and the left foot control the left side body. The right hand and the right foot control the right side body. But one ear controls the entire body. So I believe I recommended that you have digits and that you take your digits and that you play with your ear. I may have said it in a little bit less, uh, but I, it's a double entendre. But we play with our, with our ear. So I asked you to just play with where your ear connects to your head mm-hmm. to just sort of find a little spot that just sort of felt a little ouchy, a little icky, and just to resonate with that little bit. So, um, yes, um, it's uh, called auricular therapy. And that's a little bit nicer way of saying it, but, um, it's fun to be able to throw in some of those, those little shots here and there. That's
0: the, yeah. (laughs) And when you, and when you told me what to do, I was like, I'm so glad you said it was my ear that I needed to do that. (laughs)
1: So yeah, Uh, but let me tell you something. I, you know, I have an almost 18 year old and. I taught her how to do auricular therapy on her own. We have a master finger. So each finger is related to a different chakra. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a specific issue with your root chakra or your sacral chakra, you're not feeling your divine feminine really coming on, you can use those two fingers. So you're accessing the organs and then you're playing with your ear um, in in a manner that finds that little grain, that little piece of sand, and, and it shifts it. And it shifts it throughout the body and it yeah. the entire nervous system. You did it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You showed me how to do it, and I was doing it with my left ear. And whoa, like it just really opened up. It was very noticeable to me how just, I felt like the whole left side of my body was just like, right. Like, I should say the left side of my ear, head, everything here just felt completely opened and tuned in. So, um, it was, it was really, it was very interesting. Just that little movement and work with my ear did that for me. So we've got a question from the, yeah, we've got a question from the audience. So let's see here from Gary, Uh, Gary Michael Tuttle, how do I go about healing sexual abuse trauma that I have yet to remember exactly what happened?
1: Well, first of all, you don't have to hurt to heal. You don't actually have to have recall. (laughs) There are um, gentler approaches. Um, Some people, of course, do talk therapy. You know, if that works for you, that's great. There's EMDR, which desensitizes the eyes. Um, Really simply... I used Bondas, which is um, uh, just to squeeze my belly back in towards my spine. And I um, squeeze the genitalia as if I'm stopping the flow of urination. And I just see how long I can hold that for. And I ask ask for information to come to me. It increases the the muscular. It takes away any atrophy from that. Um, There's also RT therapy. And if you really want to just do the dive deep on your own, Um, you know, shadow work is really important. I'm getting kind of an energy read. Um, would you read me his full name again? Um, Gary Michael Tuttle. Gary Michael Tuttle. So I'm getting a sense that some of this is in his, um, left hip. Um, I don't know if he can confirm that or not.
0: Um, yeah, Gary, just, um, confirm in the chat. We've got a little bit of delay on the chat. I think there's about a 15 second delay on the chat. So
1: okay. if if that is in fact the case, then that tells me psoas, which means it's both an upper chakra issue and a lower chakra issue. The psoas happens to be a muscle that lines the inside and sort of the outside of the body and it connects the lower to the upper. So this says that there's probably a polarity shift that might be necessary. So that just means to sense some of the Um, uh, nurturing energy that's been sort of held captive there send it to that spot
0: he's he's confirming
1: ability to ramp up yeah we have the ability to ramp up pain so we can make it stronger and if we have the ability and the neurotransmitter is um, the elasticity can ramp it up you can ramp the pain down too You do not have to sit in that pain. So um, really, weirdly enough, some of the best exercises to help with sexual abuse is to move your joint system. And if all you can do is flex and point your wrist and flex and point your foot, and then eventually start doing circle motions, activate the hormones which works the lymphatic system which is where we hold and store the intelligence of our consciousness. So it's really not so much held in the so as it's really held in the consciousness, but it's coagulating in the in the upper to lower connecti- connectivity of his body. Yeah. So oh. are there any other <clears throat> questions that he has relative to that?
0: Um, I'm not sure. Gary, do you want to just let us know in the chat if you've got any other questions related to that that she needs to elaborate on to help you g- gain some more clarity um just shoot them into the text uh into the chat for us and uh i'll read them to her so she can tune into that for you and we've got lots a couple other
1: will too lots of opportunities i mean we, we don't have to have, you know, a fancy gym. We don't have to have the country club. We don't have to have any of these things. All we have to do is have the will and the desire to hear that we have the ability to heal it. And sexual abuse that's hold, held in the body doesn't do us a service. we got to let that out. So our players come forward so you can help somebody else.
0: Absolutely. It, it's, and you know, and I'll, I'll say this, um, Gary, that I didn't really fully remember mine. I have some flashes, but mostly it's emotional remembrance. Um, And it's uh, also from the information that I've tuned into my inner child and what she's given me, which I've been easily been able to confirm, uh, has been helpful. And so Allowing yourself to feel the emotions, if there's anything kind of surfacing for you and just allowing to feel those without judgment and in a, from an intention of healing and releasing uh, is also very beneficial. That helps me a lot.
1: <clears throat> Super beneficial. Mirror work is really great. I mean, when I did mirror work, um, it's a, basically it's a 30 day commitment to yourself. That's all it is. And it just starts with holding a little mirror in front of yourself and saying, I love you, Gary. And the first time you say it, you're going to think, this is BS. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to want to do it. You're inversion, But you made a contract with yourself for 30 days. And the next day, it's, I love you, Gary. And maybe you kind of snicker and you think it's stupid. By the 10th day, I was using a different accent. And I felt completely, deeply in love with myself by the 11th day. And this is not an egoic thing. It was like, I saw the colors of my eyes for the very first time. I saw the shape of my eyes. I saw me. I was no longer invisible so I invite you Gary to step forward and not feel invisible because you matter. That's really all we are. We really are matter. We are energy. So make sure you matter.
0: Yeah. He um he just said related question, would you say by the energy reading that I repress for safety's sake and need to console the child self to heal?
1: Um is he looking for validation of that? I I don't
0: it and that's sounds where I
1: understand the
0: question. Yeah, he was. Would you, He's asking if that by what you've read in his energy, is he repressing for safety's sake and then and does he need to console the child's self to heal? Oh,
1: okay. Uh, thank you for clarifying. Um, I think safety is at the forefront of it. Um, I also feel like there's a little bit of vulnerability as you know it's not fun to look at yourself real look at yourself that what might be why mirror work might be lend itself to be a really good aid a soft and gentle aid because it's not easy to to, to to really see yourself without your masks on and um so i feel like there is the vulnerability beyond the safety and you are fully safe Um, to do it. It's, it's on your terms. It's all up to you. You, you approach this, the, the, the most meaningful way that you can approach this. And you know, I love to dance. I love to sing. I love to color. I love to paint. I like to play. It's raining outside. I'm probably going to go outside and run in the rain later. I think whatever you can do that brought you joy when you were about five years old, do that. Do that for a minute. Do it for 10 minutes. Do it for something. Do something that brings that little spark of joy and see if that takes up that little space of that ick and see if it kind of starts to kind of over, override it, sort of like um, Nicole had with the river that was overriding the fluidity that wasn't in sync. See if just creating some little joy, if that if that makes you cry in a release, then that's... Do
0: more of that, and I and I will say that to the vulnerability aspect, guys. Why do you think my inner child wanted me to start my raw and real series just as all of this sexual trauma was coming up for me to heal? That I can't tell you how much my raw and real series that I put out is literally healing me and helping me um, come more in tune and aligns. Vulnerability is so important for us in our healing and allowing our true authenticity to come forward without any need to hide. That's another thing. The hiding, the hiding aspect is um, so important because when we're sexually abused, we're told, shh, secret. Just between you and i don't tell anyone and so breaking that programming is really important so gary thanks so much for um bringing that question in that's really great and it's really on topic with for what sure. we're talking about for um sure. really quick question here from jam's world what is your favorite claire sense and why
1: what is my favorite claire and why um well telepathy <laughs> 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 because Um, My favorite sound is silence, and that Uh is shocking to people. Um, I love, um, there's two things that don't have to make sense for us to have a deep, um, meaningful relationship with it. One is laughter, and the other is sound. And that was written, I think, by Immanuel Kant. And I add silence. Um, That being said, telepathy, absolutely, because being telepathic, I have the sense of what people are going to think and believe before they have the thought to believe them. And so I don't have to ask a lot of questions. And so it's a bit of a time management thing also, right? So, I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm not lazy. I'm not- It's efficiency. I'm not lazy, but (laughs) I don't want to have to work that hard. I don't want to effort that much. I want to go out and skip and play and color and use my right brain and get out of my left brain that I was told to use for far too long. And now I'm not told to do anything. I just feel, I feel, I don't think ever.
0: <laughs> Love that. That's so great. And I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of telepathy as well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay.
1: Maybe she, maybe she can share her favorite.
0: Yeah. Jams, let us know what your favorite is in the, um, the chat there. Next question is from Kathleen Unger. How and when did you have your Kundalini awakening and also, have you ever had a soul retrieval?
1: Yes. Um, I do soul retrievals. I have soul retrievals. I had 225 soul retrievals done. The reason that I had so many is because I, as my teacher, sensed that I had the gift to be able to do it. So I had a shamanic, you know, um, training. Um the Kundalini came on because of those DTAs, right? The dramas, traumas, accidents, and shocks, you know, when life just kind of goes like this at us sometimes, you know, you, you can collapse into it. I had collapsed enough times, no more, no masks were on. I didn't need anything for my breath. That was mine. And so I started focusing on that. I focused really solely on the breath because many times I wasn't granted the breath through seizures. And so when I woke up with my southern accent, I'd be like, dang it, I made it again. What can I do now? What can I learn? How can I help? And how can I continue to heal? Because just so you know, sitting here talking about sexual trauma, I can still sometimes feel the charge in my body, but I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. And so I take the opportunity even on live television or whatever we're on i take the opportunity to 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 not judge it it's it's there to tell me it's there to inform me that's what pain does that's what our third eye does and that's what our body is telling us so if you're tensing from something pause ask for the information ask for a clear understanding of why it's coming up maybe you're supposed to go left when you went right i mean it could be something so simple but just like I really am very in tune with my body and the harmonic harmonic resonance or the disharmonic resonance. So I'm aware of both all the time and everything. <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. And Jams just replied to us to let us know that she agrees with telepathy and adds clairvoyance. Nothing better than to see Mother Mary by your bedside, full apparition and the colors of beings, flashes of angelics. I agree. It's really comforting uh, at times. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick Brown brings up a good, good um, comment here. It's a, not a question, but it's a comment. He said, I don't know if I like telepathy. It's difficult. If you can't control it, it can be hard to differentiate between my thoughts and others. Do you want to comment on that? Ah,
1: that's, Yeah. I'll tell you right now. I learned in telepathy. If you're having a flash, that's telepathy. If it's a repetitive thought, that's anxiety. That's the ego. And so you have to be able to differentiate. So that's why I always say, before I do a session, whether it's over the computer, whether it's in person, whether it's over the telephone, it can be compassionate. I make sure that I get my... I just ask and say, I'd like all of my clairs. I would like all of my chakras. And I would like all of my bodies to be in alignment. And then I then I act. So it's super important to make sure that you... Um, you ask to be in alignment and um yeah for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I agree and then that's kind of you know Nick I think that's a great question a lot of people um wonder about that and it's something that does get stronger as you start to trust it but she's right telepathy does come in flashes and it's sudden and it comes and it almost you almost wonder like where did that just come from um, and did I just make that up? You, you will still think that sometimes in the beginning until you start to trust it more. Um, and the, but in the more you trust it and allow it to go with it, it actually strengthens and will come in more and more. So kind of instead of making it stressful, think of it as a game, kind of revert back to kind of like a childhood playful, um, energy of how you're interacting with, you know, engaging telepathy and, um, just make it fun. You know, so who yeah. knows? And and that that'll um, that'll definitely help. So um, oh, yeah, thanks sure. guys for the I mean, questions. That's the whole key it's not just
1: embrace the inner child like play.
0: Yeah, it's
1: play. It's not just making that man made money. It is about actually embracing our playful side, and you're going to be so surprised. You know, those people that saying about the people that don't have time to meditate need to meditate more. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's it's just one of those things where you've got to be disciplined. And I think, you know, we kind of... We're so used to things outside of us disciplining us uh, versus taking... Like, you know, when you go to school, you've got a test, you got to study for it. And if you don't, well, like, you're going to probably... Your parents are going to, like, not put you in trouble and there's disappointment and all these things that, you know, discipline you yeah. to stay on track. But... We have to learn how to break that programming and discipline ourselves from a desire to want more for ourselves and to experience more for ourselves and to know that there's infinite possibilities out there through oh, yeah. discipline and practice and repetition. So yeah. just play with that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And 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 if you need help with something, I mean, this is also part of it, um, part of telepathy, in clear tax is, is telekinesis and telekinetic. You have access to information, non-human intelligent energy is always in the quantum field. So if you need um, information that has to do with finances, ask an uh, in, in, in energy that was, you know, successful in finances for, not for for uh, abundance of, of money or abundance, you might get a, a big herd of goat. Um, ask for the information so that you have succinct Uh, proper wisdom and knowledge for the path in which that you are intending this goal to go in forward motion
0: yeah beautiful well said did you want to touch on um just before we end the show did you want to touch on the um the uh the the technology that you're using of plasma? Plasmonics?
1: Is that what it's called? All pl- plasmonics. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, that was the the reason why I wanted to bring that up first is because um, that was the um, download that I had from that seizure. I had a seizure, huge seizure. I was out for a really long time. I woke up and it said, you need to go investigate this physicist. Physicist, I didn't even know how to spell physicist, <laughs> right? So I'm like hope, be Googling it, putting it in. I put the video in, the very first one that comes up talks about contact annihilation. And I kind of giggled thinking that kind of reminded me of my marriage. But then I saw that he had invented this plasma type invention and it's using coal plasma which is another you know we're we're all familiar with with a lot of of the earths we have solids liquids and gases but the fourth state of matter is called plasma it's recreated when we go outside and we see thunderstorms that have lightning with it. So it brings that ozone. So what it does is it it's a plasma is a gas of mixture of negatively charged electrons and highly charged positive ions to create a low frequency. And when we bring that in, it's just like the water did in your ears. This kind of comes in and it hijacks the movement. So if the movement has got a lot of angles, it's just gonna come back in and it's just gonna give us that feel good. And you can select any frequency. I mean, there's a wide variety of frequencies. I tend to pick on one in particular and I won't say it right now, but it's more of a man-made disease. It has to do with diet. And, um, you know, a lot of people just don't have the education on how to eat properly. So you put that frequency on and the next thing you know, they need less medicine and less medicine. And I'm not practicing medicine. I'm practicing sound and frequency and compassion.
0: I love that. It's so amazing. And, um, well, we're, we're definitely going to have you back on and we're going to go into more of your technologies that you're using to help heal. Kind of run through some of the services that you offer uh, that people, if they're interested in working with you, what are some of the services that you're offering?
1: Well, clearly I'm a psychic, medical, intuitive. I, um, not everybody is, is um, a medium. Um, I am. I do um, communicate with non-human intelligent energy um, I help people um, uh, connect with uh, people in the other atmospheres. Um, I do a form of hypnotherapy in the yoga that I teach. Um, I do meditation and uh, a lot of sound and frequency healing and it goes on in this place. We do a lot of healing here. And i also work in a collaborative effort with a couple of different groups one is a great charity that's near and dear to me it's called um, beyond transformation it's part of quanta shiwa and we're helping people just sort of navigate a little bit better life whether that's through ecstatic dance or meditation we don't all have to be good at everything we don't so if you work with other people that are you know at their level of really committed in service to helping others, So beyond transformation is a charity. It's a, 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 a an org. Um, it many um, of our platform is an offering that is a donation based. Um, everybody across all um, uh, socio and economics has access to this, and then they also support us by. Sending people that want to have, you know, I do I Ching readings, which is an ancient divination um, way. It's, I don't do tarot; uh, somebody else does that, and I do the angel card readings. We just, we basically have a full holistic um, setup here, um, but predominantly, um, I help people trend center. I help people find that balance. They bring their own equanimity back in. I don't do anything. I just <laughs> that. That peaceful vessel that helps to hopefully help them help themselves. Mm-hmm. And do wanna... you, yeah?
0: Sorry, do you also work online or are you only in person?
1: No, I work online. Okay. I work on whether it's through Zoom or FaceChat or Skype, um, through the telephone. Some people can't talk, some people, you know, they can't hear. We can work through text. I mean, I can access energy, I don't have to be present obviously if we can be present it's very shamanic practicing um that happens here it's 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 retreat oriented so um Uh, But if anybody just wants a flavor of that, they might try that on that beyondtransformation.org and and hit me up there, or they can reach me on my website or on
0: my phone. That's beautiful. Well, I've left all of the information to get in contact with you in the description below. Uh, So all of that is there also where you can follow her on Facebook. And thank you, Jam's World, for the super chat. Love you too. That was really sweet of you. I really appreciate it. So, um, thanks so much, Anne, for coming on the show. We're going to have you back on for sure. Thank
1: you. And thanks to Joyce Mason and Mandolin. They're my partners in another aspect of things. We just, I'm collaborating with so many great people like you, like them. I mean, you know, we could look back and collapse, or we can all go forward. I'm here to help, not hurt.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Joyce, for for connecting uh, Anne and I together. Super. I just loved your intuition because uh, you were reading my mind at the time. So I loved how that (laughs) synchronicity came in. And thank you so much to the audience. I love you so much. Thanks for joining me uh, this week. Next week, I will have Andrew Bartsis, the Galactic Historian, on the show. And uh, we may be able to take some questions. So I'd love to see you in the, the live chat. Thanks for all of your support. And uh, we'll be back with you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.